Again, I want you to know that we're going to have a short Q&A time immediately following today's lesson. So if you have a um, question related to last week's talk or this week's talk that come up on your YAC sheets, there's a section that says additional notes. Put your questions down there that maybe come up over the course of the talk, and we can have a quick Q&A because this will be one of the last weeks that we deal with some of these topics. Um, and I'll do my best to answer them. Um, so last week we talked about, you can head back up there. Last week we talked about the micro. We talked about the DNA strand. How information in any form informs us that there's an intelligent mind behind it. If you missed last week, it's on iTunes, um, our message, and the actual video itself is on scienceuprising.com. Check them out. Um, we had an offensive argument for the existence of God that was taken from the teleological argument. So I'm going to break down the teleological argument for you again, just in case you missed last week, or you want to write it down, since this is a good one, okay? And for those of you that learn via writing, I know that's a learning style, this will be good for you. So it's your first fill in the blank. Information is created by an intelligent cause. <coughs> information is created by an intelligent cause. Let me define information for you, for those of you that are like, super argumentative and you want to know. Information is data that is put in a logical sequence. That's what information is. We can infer something from information. Language is information. The reason we say that is because letters on their own are simply points. But letters together form words, therefore information that communicates something. Point two, life on the planet is made up of information. So again, one, information is created by an intelligent cause. Two, life on the planet is made up of information. Therefore, life of the planet or on the planet is created by an intelligent cause. Life on the planet is created by an intelligent cause. It's a very basic argument. Okay? And that is an argument from what we call teleology. Listen to last week's talk if you want that definition again. Today we move from the micro of the DNA strand to the macro, from small to big. And well, how big? Big as the universe. So we're going to watch two videos today that discuss what is known as the cosmological argument for the existence of God. Cosmological ties to the cosmos. I know, blows your mind. We're using Latin today. Okay? So we're going to watch the first video that's from Science Uprising. If you click that. So this is fun. I, I really do believe it's... You are living in a really amazing time. And hopefully all of you outlive me. And you'll even get to live in even cooler times. Um, because... We are living in an age of testing observable data, right? Where we have the mechanisms, the computer mechanisms, the telescopes, um, to where we can really look in and we can look out and see the intricacies of life and the cosmos. And if you know anything about science, you have the scientific method, and it's good. You make hypotheses, you test the hypothesis, and then you see if this leads to the conclusion of your hypothesis. And if it doesn't, if you've taken any science classes, you know that you test it again. We now live in a world 
where even more and more atheistic scientists are leaning towards some sort of fine-tuning, intelligent mechanism for the universe's creation. Why? Because all other theories of the universe's creation are going by the wayside. They even mention it in the video. Even with the multiverse theory, we need a finely tuned machine to create multiverses. We need something that's a creator. That is, we know from Einstein's theory of general, general relativity, that is spaceless, timeless, and immaterial. That's science. And you're living in an age where it says that. Um, for years prior to what we live in today, there was something called the steady state theory. Okay? Let me explain the steady state theory. It was the belief that the universe was the constant. If there was anything, the universe always was and always will have been. It was the belief that the universe was the infinite. It's always been there. But we now know conclusively from science that this is not the case. And based on the data, we have real good reasons to believe that something immaterial, non-spatial, and timeless created the universe. And we are going to watch this next video where Dr. Stephen Meyer walks through the history of the science behind what we call the origin of the cosmos studies. We are starting um, later on in the video. Honestly, the first 15 minutes, he's warming up the crowd. Um, and then the next 15 minutes, he's giving a little bit more science. But this is really where I felt like it would benefit you to know some of these facts about where the history of the cosmological movement came from. Um, there is much more videos. This is part one of like a five-part video series. They actually did this at Park City Baptist in Dallas um, several years ago. They're all excellent videos if you're a science geek. If you like science stuff, turn on this. If you're like a history nerd like me or you like philosophy, you might hate this stuff. Um, but this is, I think, really good for you to know some of these facts. We're going to listen to Dr. Stephen Meyer talk about one of my favorite people in history. I actually got to play him on stage one time. Um, guy with crazy hair and a cool accent, but I'll let him explain that. So let me go over his cosmological argument for the existence of God again, for those of you that missed it. Here's your fill in the blanks. Everything that begins to exist must have a cause. Everything that begins to exist must have a cause. The universe began to exist. The universe must have a cause, separate from itself. We call that transcendent cause God. And by transcendent, we mean something that is spaceless, timeless, and immaterial. And we get that, ironically, both from Scripture and the law of general relativity. That's why that quote where the scientists climb the mountain and there's a bunch of theologians sitting right there that have been there for centuries is so comical. Because we both reached the same conclusion. We're living at a cool time in science.